All right, so we're on the air, and mm-hmm. got a Gino and myself, Matt Wilson here, and essentially How's it going? Um, having a good Sunday. And essentially, what we wanted to do here was do something a little bit different, change up the format a bit. Not something that we'll stick with all the time, but um, mm-hmm. wanted to kind of switch it up a gear, and maybe we'll do it every few episodes or so. But essentially, what we're gonna do today is. Gino is going to be taking the lead on the content of this topic or podcast uh, because he's going to be sharing a topic that he is uh, much more well-versed in than I am, and I'm going to sort of take on the role of a bit of an interviewer where I'm going to kind of poke and prod or just kind of get clarifying questions and try to mm-hmm. guide the discussion where appropriate and chime in as well um, to really understand this topic that he wants to share and think it'll be something that's pretty neat for both of us to try out and yeah. we'll change roles and all of that. but. I think it'll be something that can help us with our storytelling skills and also how we disseminate information, not only to each other and teaching it to each other, but with others as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think, right. Gino? Yeah, that sounds about good, man. You know, I think you, I think you summed it up pretty well about just trying to start a conversation off from not knowing much at all, from the point of who's doing the interviewing, and uh, build it up to, so that we can all know and that way we get into it with starting from fresh as opposed to having had already known a bunch of ideas to get involved. You know, that's what we're trying to... Absolutely. So the, um, the topic that uh, Gino we talking about and educating myself on is on mechanical meditation. Now, I'm someone who, like Gino, meditates. I'm pretty familiar with meditation and have a practice that I stick to as best I can. But mechanical is something that's some, something that I haven't even heard of and you know, of course, we'll elaborate on, but I think it will be neat to see how um, this maybe differs from my own and maybe other people's perceptions of meditation or if it's a different technique or things like that. So mm-hmm. I don't really have any other context beyond that. Mine is just a few other things, you know, you shared with me. So we'll just jump right in. Um, again, this topic yeah, is mechanical okay. meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So uh, how about you start then? Give us a kind of a rundown of uh, what mechanical meditation is or even maybe a little bit more background, if you'd like, on kind of how you came across it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I've been practicing meditation for a while myself, and uh, I always, it was just easier for me to learn it by doing it, and I never really went to any training or had any proper uh, somebody tell me how, to, how it goes or a technique or anything. I just kind of did it, started doing it and developing my own techniques with it. And uh, so... What I realized after doing it for a while was uh, the reason I broke it down into mechanical is that it had less to do with concepts and thoughts for me than it had to do with controlling the body in a very specific way. And, uh, and I feel like when I first understood what meditation was, it was really thought-centric. It was really based on lowering your thoughts, not having any thoughts, and calming your mind down. And uh, so I tried starting it off that way, and later on I realized there's a lot more that needs to happen with calming the body down, and as a result, the mind gets calmed down. And so that's the basis for calling it mechanical meditation, where it's really if we can uh, adjust the machine, the mechanism of of us, which is our body, we can uh, release certain chemicals, we can put our body into a state that lets our mind then free up its memory and uh, empty itself out. You know, when the body can put the mind in that position, as opposed to trying 
from all mental power to put everything in that position, mm-hmm. which is what I saw, which is what I thought meditation was and what maybe is the common conception. Yeah, so it sounds like the kind of the end result or the main intention of why a lot of people, myself included, meditate, it's still there, right? It's just this is right. another technique maybe that's perhaps ignored or maybe not uh, recognized as much as the the physical body and its role towards kind of calming the mind or things like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would say it's just another technique and where it's aimed towards is the same exact thing. It's just uh, this way I found it sh- it's shown me different kind of insights into it and it's just much, it's more simple, but it's not simplistic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, you know, there, it's more of a, it demystifies it a little bit, which I think is very helpful. Okay, now can you walk me through what what that process is? Like, what what are what do you do in preparation, and and what are you doing with that when you're actually doing that practice that maybe is different from you know traditional or more mainstream meditation mm-hmm. practices? Yeah, the first and the steps are also quite similar because there's only so many things you could do with your body, you know. So it's not like I'm sitting in a special folded manner. There's any there's not any. Uh, very far out things that I'm doing either. So it's going to sound like a lot of the same stuff, but the process is a little bit different. So first, I prefer to do meditation in the supine position, which means laying on your back, flat, like in a line. It is kind of difficult if you're tired. You might feel like you're going to go to sleep. But uh, meditation is kind of, at least in this sense, it's like getting very close to being asleep, but you're aware that you're there. And so you get the benefits because your mind is going to start releasing hormones and chemicals through your body when it's preparing to go to sleep. So getting in that position, being comfortable but not comfortable enough that your body thinks you're going to sleep, but just in the relaxed position. Because I was doing meditation for a while sitting up, um, like sitting down Indian style or sitting down with my legs crossed. And I was having poor circulation through my leg. So I realized it wasn't, it was something I didn't quite like about that because uh, I would feel numb in my legs. So then I started doing it on the back and I researched into that. So basically getting in that position, in a comfortable position on your back and starting to breathe very slowly. And the first step is that. Not breathing shallow, like when you go to sleep you kind of take in less oxygen altogether. But the first step is really breathing in very deep through your diaphragm so you're not using your lungs as much you're using oh you're using your lungs but not up in your chest but down in your stomach mm-hmm. and your diaphragm is a muscle that helps you do that and like actors uh when they talk or people that sing they're actually pushing the air through their diaphragm and it gives them uh more control of it when they're breathing and when they're like belly breathing but doing that for a little bit is the first step and you know if we're like running around all day or we just came up some stairs we're going to be a little hyperventilating breathing a lot and the and if you first start to take the body and say okay we're breathing very deeply and slowly slow deep breaths uh it's going to start to slow down the next thing to do the next step is the heart rate so after a few minutes of breathing slow now your heart because it's filled with oxygen or your blood is filled with oxygen when you're breathing deep and slow so it doesn't need as much blood to travel because each piece is kind of filled up a lot. So your heart is going to start pumping less. And then the next thing to focus on, and there's, there's, there's time in between this, you know, Matt. It's not like you just start breathing for 
uh, 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 and uh-huh. then, oh, here's my heart. Do, do, do. You know, it, it takes time and there's thoughts that's have. There's a bunch of stuff happening in your mind and in your body in between. But you're calming it down. I like to put earplugs in, you know, so I don't hear any sound. And can you share then, how long each stage is? Like how many minutes are we in already when at this point? Yeah, so that's, that also depends on where you're at with your practice. You know, if I go for a week without doing it, then I might just only, you know, if I do a 20-minute meditation session, it might be like 10 minutes of just breathing right, trying to get my breathing slow and steady and deep. You might, you might, you know, if you had a really rough day, maybe that's as far as you can get, is just getting that part done. Okay. But you do that, and the more that we get to do that, so let's say if it's like optimal, right? Let's say you're going to go through all the stages. Just the deep breathing might take you like the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. Of just, you know, getting the, pat, getting the rhythm of breathing. The, the technique, like the advanced technique would be if you can make, if you could breathe in, hold it for 15 seconds, hold your breath for 15 seconds, like take 15 seconds to breathe in, take 15 seconds to hold your breath, take 15 seconds to release your breath, and take 15 seconds before you breathe in again. So altogether, one minute, and you only did one breath in and out. And you're doing it comfortably. Like, yeah, when you can get to that, com- if you can only do it five seconds of breathing in, five seconds of holding it, five seconds of letting it go, that technique is called triangle breathing, triangular breathing. And uh, that, you know, could take, take you up to like two minutes of doing that, three minutes maybe. And when you're at that level, now you could, you could either go down the route of just doing a breathing exercise where you just breathe super duper slow. And if you can breathe, as slow as one breath a minute, you're going to start meditating automatically. Because mm. your body doesn't have a lot of stuff. It doesn't have a lot. <clears throat> it's, it's really in relaxation mode because it's only getting a specific amount of air and it's only rotating a specific amount of blood because you're not breathing in any more than it needs. Everything is calmed down. If the muscles want it to hyperact, they don't have the resources of oxygen flowing because you're telling your body, I'm only breathing in this much at a time. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it starts to feed, it starts to read the system like, okay, I can't really flex muscles right now because we're only getting so much oxygen, but we're not in panic mode because you're, you've, you like worked yourself into that uh, kind of duration. You know what I mean? Then the body's like, okay, well, I can't pump the heart so much because we don't have so much oxygen in the blood now because we're breathing very slowly. And. You could do an exercise just with that. But let's say you move on to the next step mm-hmm. is you start to notice uh, you're breathing slow. You know, I'll start to notice that, that I'm breathing really slowly. And maybe I start hearing my heartbeat much more loud because when you're calmed down and your muscles are calmed down, your ears are kind of calmed down, you might hear, uh, you know, I, hear, I would hear my heartbeat. And then the next thing to focus on is slowing your heartbeat down. And that's a little different than slowing your breath because breath we think of as like, you know, breath's automatic. It's happening. We don't have to think about it, but we can think about it and do it actively. But heartbeat, it's happening automatically, and it's much harder to control manually, but you can do it. And it's kind of, it's like you can suggest it. You can't do it all the way because it needs to keep going. Mm-hmm. There's a specific amount it needs to do forever, you know. Uh, but what, what I've found works is is just thinking about the heartbeat and it's going to be like boom, 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 boom. And if you can think about a sound 
a little bit slower than that, it'd be like, boom, boom, boom. And if you could play that sound in your mind, in front of the sound of a little bit faster, your heart will start to slow down to, and, and tell yourself, like, we're beating at this rate, this rate, this rate. And your heart is like, boom, 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 boom. And it'll start to slow down to match what your mind is projecting. Oh, wow. That's what I found. And that's definitely a harder, that's, it's not hard as in it's hard to do, but it just takes practice and you got to be pretty like focused to do that. You know what I mean? But at this point, you're already breathing slowly and you're already slowing your heartbeat down naturally just because you're breathing less. And then you can start to do that rhythm trick. And, uh, and then you got your heart rate super slow, your breath super slow. And what the thing after that would be is, and this is, you don't really have to, th- I found that it doesn't have to be, uh, then you're in kind of, I'll put it like this, by the time you're slowing your, your oxygen intake down and your body's blood circulation down, you start to get into the control room of where your, brain, your body's control room. And now you're controlling the oxygen supply, it's kind of low. Controlling the blood supply, it's kind of low. And what you can do then is increase the hormone and the chemical releases. Like when you go to sleep, your body releases DMT. And your body releases also different chemicals in your brain to think and like turn on things. You release dopamine. Yeah, when melatonin you're about to go to sleep. and all that. Melatonin. So, right. So when, you're, when you get into the control room, which is controlling your heart, controlling your breath, your body's already relaxed. You're laying down. Your mind might still be thinking about different stuff. So that's why I say save it till the end. You know, hopefully your mind is focused on what you're doing each time. But maybe it wanders off and you get back to it. But by then your breathing's automatic. Your heart rate is automatic. Those things will become automatic when you set them into the right slowness. And then, and for this, I never really visualize chemicals being released and stuff, but maybe that would help people. I don't know. I just know that when I'm in, when I get those two things done, the body starts to release those and I can feel it and I'm sensitive to how it feels like. And I don't imagine it. It feels a lot. I mean, the image I have in my mind versus what's scientifically happening, I'm sure is different. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. feel like bubbly things going through my veins and stuff, but... But that's what you visualize? That, no, I, I don't visualize that. Mm-hmm. It just feels... I just feel like a rush, mm-hmm. you know, either moving through my spine or moving from my head down or even... You, I could focus on different parts of the body. So that's the, that's the, like, core steps. And then once you got the chemicals flowing, you're basically telling your body, we got everything we need to go to sleep. We have chemicals that are going to get us to sleep, dopamine, all these ones we mentioned, melatonin. Uh, and, but we manually got there. So we got there by doing a step-by-step process as opposed to going there from being unconscious, quote-unquote, when we go to sleep. Your body just does that because it, it kind of went all the way down. It, does, it did it itself automatically. But when we do it manually, it's a little different because our awareness is still pretty close by Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's the trick of meditation i think or what i found the trick for me is like being close to the dream state with chemicals in your body with relaxation in your muscles with nothing going on in your mind being close to jumping into a dream but you're aware that you're there and you don't go into dreaming you just stay right above it neat so is this 
just so I'm clear, is this um so is this a meditation you do to then go fall asleep? Or No. No, this is just for itself. Yeah, this is it's totally different than sleep, but it just has a lot of the same properties as sleep. Okay, but you 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 could do this in the morning. You do that. You do this middle of the day. This isn't like something you do and you stay in this kind no. of one step above sleep, and then you choose to go to sleep. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I uh, exactly. So I'm doing it in the morning for 20 minutes. You know, I wake up, do a stretch, drink some water, and then I'll I'll meditate for 20 minutes. So now it's more difficult if you were tired and wanted to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You might be liable to actually just go to sleep. So when you're in that third stage, the control room, you're feeling the hormones, chemicals, you know, neurotransmitters mm-hmm. is a, you know, like one of the formal names for them. But like um, you said, it's almost like you're, you or your body, you're aware of like, hey, we have enough chemicals to go to sleep. We have this and that. So is it, and that's why I thought maybe it was something to help go to sleep. And you're saying, you, you just use that as an example. It's just more of like being aware of all of the chemicals in your body and like how much just like knowing that you have yeah, well, enough of storage of each one or being aware of it? Well, it's not just storage, but once you have them running, then you say, okay, we're going to use them now, but we're not going to use them for dreams. What we're going to use them for is to clear out our mind, to empty the thoughts in our head, to shut down background processes that we had. So you actually do use those chemicals to your advantage. And that's the final like thing to battle is you take the chemicals, you got your body, you got your automatic responses are low, and you have chemicals now with you to shut your mind down. And to let not shut your mind down, you know, that sounds like, like turning the computer off, but basically going into your background tasks of your mind, and we see it like in your apps, you know, you got the phone, you double tap it, and you can see the background things that are running. Mm-hmm. And basically use those chemicals to close down those programs that had just been running all day or maybe all week. You know, this conversation that you just overheard on the bus or you and your, your significant other got in an argument or, you know, you were walking down the street or even good things too. Like you had, you met a, you had a good conversation when you went to the cafe. Mm-hmm. Like those things are just somewhere in the back of our, the quote unquote back of our head. And you use those chemicals to kind of clean up that area clean up the memory is you know like in a computer be called random access memory the ram mm-hmm. you just clean up you scrub it up you get all the programs out and you empty it out and you have those chemicals on your side because they can affect the brain much they can like actually they can physically affect the brain whereas thoughts and stuff have to trigger them first and then they thoughts can like uh not metaphorically but you know, thoughts are affecting the brain in a different way, in a different kind of dimension. And if you could affect them physically too, you're just like scrubbing it out. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're, yeah. It, it ultimately is to kind of clear out the hardware or the, the random background tasks and things like that mm-hmm. that are sort of running good, bad, whatever. You know, if it's if you're stressed out, then you've got a lot of um, um, cortisol or something like that, and then maybe you you know right. are able to right. offset that with you know. I don't know what counteracts that, but, you know, other, other things like that or adrenaline, mm-hmm. et cetera. So really it's yep. just being yep. able to calm yourself down in the, over the first two steps to then be able to have awareness clearly of what's going on in the, the operating system and the, the RAM and then being able to kind of have it cleared out. Um, so then yeah, that, that's, that's great. So like once you're in that, um, once you start doing that, then what is it like? Are you kind of, once you're cleaning everything out, you kind of just try to stay there as long as you can? Or, you know, what, how, what do you do after mm-hmm. that stage? Do you eventually kind of start 
going back up into more consciousness away from the one step above sleep or what happens next yeah uh and then that's kind of the part sometimes you know like if i've had a really busy week and stuff it, i don't even make it to that far i'll still be able to do that but to a certain degree so when i get to that stage though if i'm consecutively meditating and if you know i'm really on my stuff then uh then the idea is to stick in that be it there for a little bit of time you know no particular amount because also you're going to lose track of time so i set an alarm before you know 20 minute alarm you're going to lose track of time but generally i stay there for a little bit like if that was the whole the goal is to get there and if you can get there much quicker then you could hang out there longer but if it takes you a long time to get there which is fine too you're just going to hang out there for a little bit you know do the cleaning you need to relax but it's also just like resting you don't need to sleep all the time for eight hours. Sometimes you could really get rested in a few hours. So you might come out of the meditation early, and I do that some, most of the time too. You know, I set my alarm for 20 minutes. I did that, went through that process, got to a very clean, like, blank slate. Kind of feels like I'm flat. Like if I was a flat sheet spread out, like a thin, pulled at each corner flat sheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? And, uh, and, then I, and then I'll be there for a little bit, but then maybe... I was there for long enough, and I, I got there quickly, so I was there for long enough. And then I'll just kind of rise back up to the surface, which is what, the, what, we're, what we're experiencing now, less dreamlike. And uh, then maybe wake, you know, open my eyes first, look around, stretch a little bit, and then maybe I still have like two more, three more minutes on the timer. But, you know, I, I just like was ready to, to finish. I like went down there already. So nice. sometimes you stick around, obviously not permanently but that kind of that's your own judgment based on how kind of crowded the mind is you could do that as long as you want now we well probably not as long as you want but you get right (laughs) and when you're in that background tasks like looking through it all are you is it what's that kind of process like like say hey you had a memory of you know again what you mentioned really good conversation at the cafe or you know, or you're really worried about something, like, are you kind of looking at everything one by one, or or is it kind of like, if you're just trying to be aware of, you know, everything that's going on, maybe not even focusing on mm-hmm. one particular thing, it, it kind of sorts itself out, or mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious about what, what, what do you do when you're going, looking at the background tasks, and how you're kind of yeah. del- deleting or reducing them? Yeah, for me, I don't really see, it's not like a list that I'll see, but I have an image of a list but I don't know what it's filled up with. So it's not very particular. Mm-hmm. And maybe because then you'd have to start really remembering all the different stuff that happened to you. And the idea is like it's there, but it's, it's not there enough that you remember it. And that's why it's in the background. It's just like some type of chatter somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I'm never really uh, kind of recalling and going through each action again. It's just... It's it's falling out, and there's, like, chatter that comes up, and maybe I hear a certain word or a certain sentence, and it doesn't make sense in context, so there's not really context happening for me. I'm just dumping it outside of context, you know? Gotcha. And then I could hear, like, okay, less words are coming into my head, less images are coming in. It's also very abstract, so it's not so clear what the lineage is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So then, yeah, like, things are falling out. Yeah, that makes sense, because I guess if you yeah, started to look at each little thing individually, then it could, you know, fall into the trap of then, like, thinking about each one and stuff like that, so. Yeah, um, yep, and I, yeah, that's why I kind of keep it at the abstract, where it's just, 
I know that there was a bunch of stuff happening, voices overheard, but it's not too literal where I start to dwell on them because then you could also get really distracted. Right. And another thing I liked what you said about this process is that, um, you know, even if you don't get to that, you know, third stage or fourth stage, the the background task, like even mm-hmm. even if you just spend, you know, for whatever reason, you spend most of your scheduled time just on the breathing or maybe you get the heartbeat down a little bit. It's not, even that alone seems like it's pretty beneficial. Um, so, yeah, so, that's that's the great part is any part is just as good as all the rest of it, too. You know, right. You could just do just lowering your heartbeat the whole time and that or that I've, that's a cool exercise and you can just do i don't think you can release chemicals until you have the heartbeat and the breathing but you can do either one of those two you can go like from heartbeat to the control room too if you if you know if you practice it and you can go right from breathing to have to be able to clear out everything and not so much that you don't have to think about getting to the like the chemical stage is not like you think about it by that point you're not thinking about particulars you know, you're more like things are happening and it's just being aware of it as opposed to, you know, like I don't picture myself pressing a button and releasing chemicals. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, every part of it is also good. And it depends on because not every day do you feel the same, you know, and I realized that I used to be a little more tough, like, dang, I didn't do it all the way. And, you know, I kind of this and that. But uh, not every day are we acting the same. Not every day do we go through the same stuff. So different you pick different roads to get to the same place which is fine right and uh you know i like that odd feature you mentioned about you being like a flat kind of sheet or spread out i think part of it probably is due to the position you're in in the supine position but in general True. even when i meditate and and when i get really into that nice flow i feel like i, I take up space in the room uh whatever mm-hmm. it is just not just the body but just everything um you, you feel like it's uh, that's a good way to put it taking up space so i think that's maybe something that's common when you're really present or in that state and um it's Mm. good to know that that's the case with this too um and then for you is this your only type of meditation that you do now or do you still switch it up do ones that are focused more on the thoughts or um, uh for the most part it is like it's my it's i guess it's more my daily routine and maybe when i have the time to do a deeper meditation or a, a different kind I might do something that's more related to thoughts, but really I've found that this is so effective that going the thought method, I don't use it too often. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't, yeah. Nice. And um, another thing is the thing about the body. So I know when I hear other people teach meditation or I've tried to do it, um, one of the things they talk about is is trying to get into your body, even even for like the first couple of minutes to get present. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've heard people do and I've done too is to just feel different areas of your body, like feel the soles of your feet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So is that something, you know, and then you kind of, only, you, you might feel every part of your body, your head, your, you know, your, your mm-hmm. butt on the seat, but is that something you also do as part of this process, maybe in the yeah, upfront? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good technique for, in the meantime, that's like a great technique to do while you're working on your breathing, is every time you breathe in, what I like to try to do is focus on one area, like let's say my feet. So when I breathe in, I feel energy flowing into my feet, like they're getting larger or like they have just like they're really burning or they're hot, not burning, but you know, just filled with energy, whatever right. that could look like or feel like. And then I'm breathing in maybe once or twice. And when I release, I feel it. it's like I release tension too. So I could feel like tightening up, although the muscles don't move, but I imagine what it would be like if I tightened them up. 
just the f- sensation of it without doing it muscly with your muscles and then breathing out and letting it go and then move up to the next part then go to the ankle and then I would go to the calf and then the knee and the thigh and each time breathing in pretending like I'm squeezing it tight exhaling letting go of the muscle too that's actually really good like in unison to do to get your breathing slow and then by the time you do that all your muscles are relaxed sure you just squeezed them and let them go so yeah that was actually one of my main techniques i i started doing a lot of stuff like that and it was able to help me relax and like slow down and there's another there's another technique that gets away from those are i think those are like secondary to the mechanical part the mechanical is like technically what's going to happen and this other stuff is like i don't know like not the icing on the cake, but it's like, you know, a car is the four wheels and the motor. And this other stuff is like the body. What does the body look like? What color is it? How is it? Is it like an outdoor car? Is it a sports car? You know, this, these techniques like that are more for like the flavor of it. And uh, the mechanical part, like breathing slow and heartbeat is like the technical uh, machine part of it. Or like the, the hardware. I don't I guess it wouldn't be hardware. It's also. You get, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it sounds like it's a good, something a little bit different, and it's maybe just another way to look at it, because meditation, there's so many different ways you could go about it, but, and there's even different benefits, different types of things you can do to, you know, have clarity or feel better, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I think a, a very big common theme, or what a lot of people do want is to calm the mind. Or even it's not even necessarily to think of nothing, but not to get bothered by thinking of thoughts, just letting them go. And Mm -hmm. this seems like it's a good way to do that. Something that I hadn't heard in particular was the um, uh, the breathing. I've I've heard it to an extent, but not not definitely not the part about syncing it with your heartbeat. And I think that's where oh yeah, that's pretty fascinating. I think that's something that just by trying to do that, to your point, I love like the rhythm trick. Um, what are you thinking of it sound? It's strange, man. Yeah, it sounds kind of strange because at first I was thinking, how am I going to really control it? Because we can never take full manual control of the heart because it has, we can take full control of the, of the breath and stop breathing, mm-hmm. but the heart will never let us get full manual control because we can't stop pumping blood at any point. Yeah, it's automatic. So It's automatic, but there is a lot that you can do and you got to play the, you got to like do these mind tricks, which are really funny, but they work out and it's it's uh it's cool how it works out yeah and that sounds like it gets you that deeper level right that's how you really Mm -hmm. when you sync that thing up um with your breathing that's where you can to your point get to that control room so yeah exactly exactly because then your body's like okay you know this guy knows what this girl knows what they're doing they can get into the manual stuff because they're aware of their body and how it's working and we can and it's more comfortable to give you permission to do it you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, the heartbeat is a it's a funny trick because I yeah I was just like I don't know how I started doing it at first, but I was like hmm, what if I just repeated in my mind a slower beat and I was like boom, boom, and then it just <laughs> after like four times of being off, it's kind of confusing at first because it's going faster and you're going slower, and I would notice it actually lined the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, nice. Now that's cool, man, and uh, I'm gonna give that a try as well. I'll definitely report back to you on how uh, how that goes, especially um, what it's like just laying down and really being able to focus on that. And mm-hmm. we'll see how far it goes. I'm sure I, I might not even get past you know the first stage, but I mean that's just part of it. And um, yeah, every part's good. Yeah, so that that's great. 
Is there anything else you wanted to add about this or anything for myself or other people that we didn't cover or anything like that? I just think another big principle behind this, and even if I I don't even know if I could say I developed this or whatever it is, is just to demystify a little bit the idea of meditation that it's not just yoga Buddhists in the mountains and you have to have like jade, you know, flowers around you. And it's really, there's also a very practical side to do. And that can give us a lot of benefit, you know, and we don't just have to get in. It does, it's, it's very approachable is my point. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the whole idea behind this. That even if it sounds like a lot of technical words and stuff that I'm using, you know, control room and all the whatever, breathing slow, like concepts are very simple and everybody has the skills already. That's kind of the big overarching principle. Yeah, and I think when you remember to focus on the body, that's where you really notice the practical applications mm-hmm. of it because if it's just thoughts like of course thoughts can affect how you feel and your and then your actions but when you feel something whether it's your heartbeat or you you just feel good or feel tired or energized that that's something that's mm-hmm. just very tangible proof that you you notice that hey this is good something point. very practical this is it's like brushing my teeth versus just uh yeah exactly you know exactly all esoteric or just all in the head you know dream stuff so yeah, that's a great observation, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the angle I'm going at. You know what I mean? We can have tangible results that we look at that we could feel instantly after it's done, and even those pass away. You know, those pass away too. But it's uh, something we could like really lean our backs against, mm-hmm. as opposed to just the concept of meditation all over, which is just very, very like flowing out there. Awesome. Most definitely. Well, awesome, man. This was a great education piece for me and then perhaps for anyone else who might be listening, but I know I'm definitely yeah, going to give it a shot. Yeah, definitely appreciate um, that kind of perspective that you discovered sort of just on your own after seeing what meditation was and what it should be doing. And then how does that mm-hmm. ultimately maybe work for you or take it to another level where it uh, gives you the best results. So I appreciate the knowledge. Yeah, man. Thanks for the interview. It felt good. I think we got a good style going on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely keep up this format, whether I take the lead the mic next time or we just switch it up. But I think it's something that'll be good for us, uh, you know, moving forward Mm -hmm. to do every once in a while, in addition to our, of course, our uh, traditional collaboration. So, yeah, definitely. All right, Matt. See you next time, man. All right, man. Peace.